Wellington software firm Henry has just managed an impressive $35 million investment haul. Henry operates an online, or Henry is a company that operates an online accounting platform, Business Desks. Patrick Smalley is with us. Happy New Year, Patrick. Hi, happy New Year to you, Heather. This is a big deal for them, isn't it? Well, it is. Uh, you know, in this environment, it's very difficult for any uh, startup company, let alone a, a software as a service company, which is probably losing money while trying to to uh, to grow to 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 get new capital on on board. And they've raised uh, they've now raised sixty million since twenty eighteen. So the thirty five million is more than half of that, and it's been raised in a recessionary environment of, of great difficulty and. I think they're an interesting company, aren't you? As much as anything, because they're sort of taking on zero for the, the firms that are actually too small for zero. It's this is basically a sole trading, sole traders uh, accounting platform, which claims to be able to do a whole bunch of things that zero doesn't do. So you almost got a, a sort of a, a yeah a life cycle of, of accounting software packages. You can start with Henry, move to zero, you get a bit bigger, and you get even bigger than that. You probably go to MYOB or something, which is for a bigger a bigger company again. Um, you know, Wellington based, uh, picking up money out of Australia and the States. Uh, see the Mitchell Star, the um, Australian cricketer, is now on the um, on the register after this latest capital raising. Um, you know, obviously somebody thinks they're onto something. Uh, I'd almost expect they might uh, look at listing at some stage if they continue to have this kind of success. What's their edge? Why have they won investors' confidence? I can only presume that it's because what they say on the tin is actually what it does. So they're, they're basically what it, what it says that it allows a sole trader to do is to never really have to think about their tax again. It, is a, it automates a whole bunch of um, tax processes, uh, both GST and income tax and the refunds and as well as the, uh, the payments that have to go into the IRD. Um, and it's, it has a much less um, costly uh, process for issuing um, uh, invoices and so forth. Yeah. There, are, there are limits to the number that you can issue in zero, whereas this, this one, basically, you can issue as many invoices as you like. So there's a bunch of things that they would claim that they, they are quicker and easier, probably lower touch uh, than others in the market. And maybe it helps that. Um, Zero has been so successful out of New Zealand because there is a whole ecosystem of these kinds of software software companies in New Zealand now, and uh, they are regarded as credible by venture capitalists. Yeah. Good for them. Hey, what did you make of that reshuffle today? Um, well, you know, it's a little bit like if a forest falls in the, uh, if a tree falls in the forest and, and nobody hears it, does it really happen? Us, you know, if you put all the same faces up but in a different order, does anybody notice? Um, you know, it refreshes the front bench. Yeah. It also, to some extent, um, gives some focus to the fact that there is not a, a huge depth of talent there uh, for that new front front bench. I mean, you know, we're, we're all the very best, but Aisha Verrill's Minister of Health is a first-term MP uh, who has had, you know, real baptism of fire, which she hasn't necessarily come through terribly well in yeah. front of the press gallery during COVID. Now she's inheriting Andrew Little's gargantuan and partially completed health reforms. That's going to be a hell of a test for her. Uh, Jan Tanetti in education, um, again, someone who's always been touted as very able, but has had almost no uh, profile up until now, picking up a portfolio where National is going to go really hard on truancy and under, uh, academic underperformance. Uh, so big, big job for her.
Um, in a way, you can sort of see the older the older Labour faces quietly heading towards the departure lounge, yeah. which the most humiliating really, obviously, is Nanaya Mahuta. You know, she was the architect of the Three Waters reforms. Not only is she no longer the Minister of Local Government, but even though he claimed to have said it before, I have never previously heard Chris Hipkins say that Three Waters reforms were on the agenda for the reset that they will announce in the next few weeks. So while I doubt that they'll throw out those reforms in total, He's given a very strong signal today that uh, he recognises the political damage that Three Waters is doing to Labour. Probably too late to completely undo it. But, um, you know, his whole thing is is about softening Labour's edge. And one of the things that really strikes you is that, you know, Ardern and Luxon were very differentiated choices, quite with Ardern becoming a polarising figure. In a way, uh, um, Hipkins and Luxon are much more adjacent to one another as political choices. So yeah. in a way, Luxon, having Hipkins kind of takes a lot of the heat out of the out of the thing, that, and it's uh, to some extent in his early polls, which I don't give a huge amount of credence to, is because there's no trend in them, and um, uh, you know just need more just need more data really. But um, in a sense, the battle of the two Chris's is less interesting, but harder for Luxon to win because yeah. the, the two are more similar to one another. That's a very good point. Patrick, thank you for your thoughts on that. It's Patrick Smalley, Business Tech.